Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Lust in Winter, a paranormal erotic anthology written by Devi Ansevi, Emma J., Ina Morata, and Catherine Nevitt. Shivery Tales of Creatures with Fangs, Fur, and Claws. Warm yourself in the blaze from this quartet of lusty novellas. In the fourth volume of the Lust series, our authors bring you shivery tales of creatures with fangs, fur, and claws. Lusty ghosts, hungry vampires, frost giants, and Christmas fairies delivering dark wishes. Let us fill your stockings with some seriously sexy treats. In Devi and Sevi's Sugar and Ice, when a banker meets a candy artist, sparks ignite quite literally. He's the descendant of a frost giant. She's, well, that's a mystery. Whatever she is, she's got power to spare. Hawk and Candy have little in common, or so they believe. And then the dreams start. With dark forces working against them, can they overcome their differences in time? In Emma J.'s Dark Christmas Wish, Winter is a fairy in the Adult Wish Department at the North Pole. His latest assignment will take Winter to his limits and beyond, dark domination of a submissive incubus by a master vampire. He has always loved dominating his lovers, but for this dark wish, he's the incubus. In Desires of the Winter Women by Anna Morada, Ghostly sisters of ice and snow battle for the attentions of the same man in the wilds of Alaska. Their love triangle heats up the mountainous terrain. When one sister enlists the aid of the lusty Inuit master of the mountains, the resultant bonfire may bring an early spring thaw. In Catherine Nevitt's Dreamwalker, Leona survived a violent attack that has left her blind and bitter. She agrees to spend Christmas in the mountains with her best friend, hoping the peace and quiet will ease her terrible nightmares. Nothing seems to work until a vampire begins to stalk her dreams. Their attraction is instant, but will Zack's offer to restore her sight cost her the ultimate price? And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Lust in Winter. Chapter 1 Hawk. Candy's wet channel milked his fingers as Hawk cradled her on his lap. She muffled a scream against his suit jacket, trapping his wrist between her thighs as she climaxed. He pressed gently against the spot that made her sheath throb, stroking her swollen nub with his thumb, extending her orgasm. I love how your pussy sucks on me. She whimpered against his chest and Hawk's balls tightened with painful lust. He kissed the top of her head. My fingers are dripping. Want to help me lick them clean? You're so bad, she whispered, a last spasm clutching him tight. Hawk had just slipped a wet finger into her mouth when the noises from the lobby changed. They were in his branch manager's office, and knowing someone could interrupt them at any moment, he'd kept an ear tuned. Now the hum of conversation and ringing phones had been replaced by screams and shouting. He pressed his fingers against her lips in a warning to stay quiet. Carefully shifting Candy from his lap to the couch, 
Hawk catwalked to the office door. He put an ear against the paneling, eyes closed in concentration. A moment later, he pressed his forehead against the door in a soundless sigh. Now, right now, this tiny branch in the middle of a tiny town was being robbed right now? Would they ever get a break? When he turned back to Candy, the look in her eyes had already shifted from dreamy passion to fear. Staying as silent as possible, he returned to her and breathed against her ear. The bank is being robbed. Someone will be in here any second. Stay calm. The door burst open, a large figure in a black stocking cap waving a gun at them. Candy screamed, and Hawk gripped her hand for reassurance. Get out here, the man snarled. Hawk put a hand on Candy's shoulder, trying to impress through touch that she should stay silent. He'd had years of training in how to handle bank robberies, been through role plays. Hell, he'd taught some of the classes. The number one priority was to stay safe, stay alive, and give the men with guns whatever they wanted. Money could be replaced. Lives could not. We're coming, he said, striving for a neutral, non-confrontational tone. He ushered Candy to the door, keeping himself between her and the masked man. I can tell, the other man said. He had turned sideways to let them pass and made a show of sniffing the air. He was Hawk's height of six foot six, and their eyes met as they passed. Hawk clenched his fist. Asshole. At least Candy didn't notice, which was a small mercy. She was such a sensitive soul. Hearing someone make a crude joke about her climax would crush her. As soon as they were in the lobby, Hawk caught her against his side, sheltering her under his arm. He paused, swiveling his head, taking in the scene. Bank employees and customers were lying face down on the marble floor in the open space in front of the teller windows. A masked man in a floor-length black duster leaned back against the counter, tapping a gun with casual menace against his thigh. A second masked man, short and bulging with muscles, in black jeans and a black sweatshirt was going through wallets, tossing cash into a bag at his feet. The glint of gold from inside the bag showed through a pile of loose bills. Another masked figure escorted his branch manager through the vault doors. From Timothy's stiff stance, a gun muzzle had to be pressed against his back. The tall robber escorting them prodded Hawk's shoulder with his gun and called to the one leaning against the teller counter. Only these two lovebirds in the office. Several of the people on the floor jerked their heads up to stare at Candy. Apparently, the chance for juicy gossip outweighed firearms. Z. The man straightened up from the counter and gestured toward them. Get their valuables. Z moved like a bodybuilder, stiff-legged, thighs bulging with every step. Watch, phone, wallet, he grunted at Hawk, who reached into his suit jacket for two of the requested items, then lifted his shirt cuffs and said, No watch. Grunting again, the robber turned to Candy. Jewelry. She made a tiny pleading noise and covered the silver bracelet on her left wrist. It jangled with every move, loaded down with tiny bells, dangling stones, and other charms. Can I give you everything but this? She asked, almost begging. It's from my mom. She died. The bulky gorilla crowded up against her, ignoring Hawk who still had his arm around her shoulder. 
Grabbing Candy's wrist, he wrenched at the charm bracelet, snapping the clasp. A few charms skittered across the floor. All of them, he said, voice as harsh as the grinding of two boulders. He reached for the multitude of silver chains around Candy's neck, and Hawk couldn't stop the instinctive reaction. He put a hand on the guy's wrist. Stop, he ordered. She'll give you all the jewelry. He never saw it coming. A bright explosion of pain knocked him back a couple of steps as the tallest of the robbers whipped his gun butt against Hawk's temple. His ears rang, pain ricocheting through his skull, shooting down his cheek into his jaw. An instant later, that side of his face went numb. His attacker growled, Dumbass, and shoved him away from Candy. Hawk stumbled sideways several feet, until he crashed into the tall center island. He caught himself against the edge and hung there a moment. Candy's shriek of, Stop! Please! helped him shake off the daze. The robbers had divested her of the massive silver necklaces by the simple expedient of yanking them away, shredding the clasps. The gorilla held a handful of chains in his hand, along with multiple strands of Candy's long curly hair. The senseless violence and the fear on Candy's face ignited Hawk's temper. Pain faded under a rush of adrenaline, and his vision tunneled. The lights in the lobby took on a reddish tint. Get away from her! He stalked toward them, teeth bared. The men continued to manhandle Candy, pulling rings from her unresisting fingers, jerking bangles off her right arm, ignoring her tiny noises and the tears that tracked down her face. When Hawk was a foot away, the tall one whipped around. The cold barrel of his gun pressed against Hawk's forehead. Back the fuck up, he growled, very little of a human being in that sound. Don't hurt him, Candy resumed struggling against the gorilla's unbreakable hold. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. I mean, you can have everything. Look, I'll... I'll give you... You can have my wallet. It's just in there, in the office. It's got fifty dollars in it. Her voice shuddered into a sob. Hawk's attention narrowed to the gun against his forehead, the arm holding it, and the eyes through the mask. They glinted at him, dark, cold, with no sign of humanity. The gunman's hand was steady on the guard, forefinger against the trigger. The metal quickly warmed against his skin. They stood, locked together in a frozen tableau. You're a stupid bastard, ain't you? A hint of a southern drawl thickened the words. One in every crowd. Let her go, Hawk gritted through clenched teeth. The reddish tint had deepened, magenta shadows blending into scarlet splashes of light in his peripheral vision. The air vibrated against his skin, rattled his teeth with every breath. He struggled to calm down. How had things escalated so quickly? You don't order me around, Z growled. Hawk would have sworn until that moment that he couldn't see past the gun. Then the muscle-bound bastard sank a fist into Candy's hair and jerked her head back. Her bared throat moved in a convulsive swallow. Z's huge, meaty hand wrapped around her neck and squeezed. Time slowed down. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Lust in Winter. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.